Bam Bam, what's going on? It's your boy, Sid. And Charlotte. I am a retired NFL player, and now I'm a full-time dad, husband, and content creator. And me and my wife do this podcast together to be completely transparent about things that we're going through, about our life, about our kids, and a bunch of stuff. We don't have all the answers, and we don't have it all together. But one thing that we do have is that we are committed. We are committed to build our life the way God calls us to live. We are committed to each other in our relationship. And we are also committed to ourselves. So just being the best version of ourselves that we can be each day. And at the end of every episode, we always check in with each other. We always let each other know how we feel, what about us joy, and what's hard in these conversations. Because conversation is hard in any relationship, but especially marriage. And we always reiterate to each other that I'm committed to Charlotte, and that she's committed to me, and that we're in this together. We hope you enjoyed this episode. All right, guys. So I'm just going to get straight into it. If you didn't see our last video, make sure you go back on our YouTube channel and check it out. We were talking all about the entanglement of Jada and Will in August. And now we're going to talk about our own little entanglement. So said super excited for this episode. Um, If you guys have been following us for a while, you know that this is something that we've talked about before. And I think that this will be the deepest we've ever gone into the conversation and into the situation into the entanglement that okay. we went through ourselves All right. we got it okay hey, so. hey people what's going on you know what i'm saying it said he said right here so we're talking all this because we asked on our instagram make sure you follow us on instagram at said by charlotte um like what are people, people dealing with and there's pe- what like, do people want to talk us to talk about yeah, and i realize in their responses there's a lot of infidelity that's happening or that has happened there's a lot of uh, I don't want to call them problems, but for lack of a better term, problems with like healing and moving forward. Well, so I actually like this is one of the questions I get asked the most is how did you forgive said? How did you guys move on? And y'all, we're what now six years past the entanglement. Are we going to call it entanglement? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, not we're, we don't have to call it that. But yeah, four that. years into our marriage. So it's been a minute. But like said, said, there are still scars from what happened six mm. years ago. Mm. Um, you don't forget things. I, I never Charlotte forget, don't forget anything. A damn thing, Charlotte don't forget <laughs> nothing. But Lord. you do, if you choose to move on together, you do move on. And, and you make conscious decisions to move on. And you do heal. Um, the scars, like said, said, are still there. Uh, as reminders and you know it's not to say that there aren't sometimes like triggers or tough conversations um that we still have today but Mm. you do learn to (laughs) grow back together um if that's the choice that you guys make so i think it's good to give a little backstory of like where we were at in our relationship and so oh i was gonna get go like all the way in all the way in where all the way into like what happened you're free to do whatever you want let me just let me just talk about where we were at and then you can go ahead and go ham if you want jesus all right guys so me and charlotte met uh at the university of minnesota i'm from california charlotte's from minnesota i came to the university on a full ride scholarship to play football 
I met Charlotte my freshman year he of was college. 18 years old I was when 18. we met. I was 19. Yep. We were young. We were young. And we got into a relationship. We, we, we've talked about our relationship story before. We're not going to get that deep into it. But fast forward, me and Charlotte together for probably a couple of years. Me and Charlotte moved in together um, in college. I was a junior. She was a senior. And with that brought its own problems. We of, moved in together. Is that the first year we moved in? It was. Yeah, it was. Like officially. Yeah. So we moved in together my junior year. And I got us an apartment. And that. What do you mean you got us? We were splitting the bills. We were 50 50. You ain't get us nothing. We got it together. Sure. We got the apartment together. Charlotte, okay, whatever. We got the apartment (laughs) together. And we were in there, and that brought us own problems, like I said. So, fast forward in time, me and Charlotte were going through a a rough time in our relationship. (laughs) We were arguing all the time. And one day we got into an argument. No, that's not what happened. Cedric met a woman, not even a girl, that she was a woman are you in really? a class in a class and at this point we were living together but Cedric had had his dips in the entanglement pond throughout our relationship <laughs> not a full-on swim but a little dip um you know talking to girls and whatever but he met this woman in class and they were in a group together in class and all of a sudden he found himself in an entanglement, a full on entanglement of his own. You done? For now. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah, me and Charlotte are in this partner relationship. We're arguing all the time, blah, blah, blah. And then one day we got into a fight and I'm just like, F you, I'm done. Like we're done, blah, blah, blah. So that day, or that night, rather, I uh, left, and then, uh, yeah. And then he went back again the next day. Are you serious right now? <laughs> okay. Just, okay, are we being truthful? Yeah, okay, okay, I went back the next day. I went, I went two times. I went one day, and then I didn't talk to her that day, and then I went the next day. And then after that, it was, like, in the closet for a while. So then I, she didn't know. I kept it for... A secret. Well, so the thing was, is that I knew about the woman because I had seen her pop up a few times. Um, So I knew that she was interested in Cedric. But Cedric was telling me that there was no mutual interest. And from then on, um, like he said, it was a secret. And we went into his senior year. And, like, things were actually really good your senior year, like, Mm -hmm. us together. Um, And then after his senior season, he went down to Florida to, well, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. Because your senior season, things were good between us. But I was working at the mall. Oh, my God. You're really about to say every single detail. This woman also worked at the mall. And I knew about her because I had seen her in his phone a few times and I had my suspicions. I had pressed him a few times and he always had told me like, no, I would never do that to you after he had already done that to me. And I I believed him, but this woman would purposely come into my work and like walk by and stuff like that. And I always had my suspicions and like, I would text you. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, you better like, don't talk to her, but you better tell her like, stop coming into my work. Like it was weird. Um, and so that was his senior season, but we were in a better place than we were just a few months before when this all happened. 
And then that winter came after your senior season and you went down to Florida to train. Mm-hmm. And he was in Florida and I was in Minnesota. And we were in a, like I said, we were in a good place, but I still had my little spidey senses. We're still going. And one day I was like something, I believe it was the Holy <laughs> Spirit. It was like, Charlotte, you need to go and look at this email that he never uses. And so I went into his email and I saw that he had been emailing her from this email and you had like deleted the messages. Like, I do not know how those came what email was it? Like your Mr. C Thompson 24 at yahoo.com. I, I know. Yahoo? Jesus Christ. Okay. So I saw emails at that point. I was like there. I know, like I had my suspicions before I thought something had happened, but then that was like confirmation for me. Mm-hmm. So I asked it. I didn't even know that. That's new to me. I didn't know you went to like, yes, wow, you did. I, I you knew at the God. time. You just have a I, bad memory. Okay. Probably. CTE. So I went to Cedric. I was like, you better tell me the truth. He was like, nah, nothing happened. No, that's, I not, that's, not, that's not how you approached me. When I was in Florida, what you said is like, Cedric, I'm thinking about marrying you. And like, we're, th- we're talking about getting married and like, we love each other. So if there's, so- I can't move on unless I know everything. I'm like, no, nothing happened. And no, then- no, no. I told you, I see these emails. You were like, nah, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You guys from like six months prior, I had this girl's phone number memorized. So I straight up call her. <laughs> Cedric had already called, like texted her. I call her. I'm like, listen, if something happened, I want to know. And she was like, you need to talk to him about it. So I go back to him. And that's when you finally like came forward with the truth. Yep. So that was that. So that time Ced's in Florida, I'm in Minnesota and I'm like, I'm done. Like I had already told you forever and ever. Like that was my non-negotiable. Like we're done. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I remember vividly sitting in my room in Florida because I was training for the NFL at this time. Um, I remember being in my room, I was like sitting on my bed and like she was texting me. I'm like, I was like, F it, bro. I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to just confess. And then like she, I told her like we did whatever we did. And she started asking about specifics and details. And I, I was like, screw it. At this point, I'm just telling her everything. So I told her everything. And then after that, like she was just going ham on me and I'm just like listening to her. And then I went to bed. Uh, and I woke up the next day, I was like, well, I might as well just tell her everything that I did from the past. Like, like the whole relationship. Yeah. Cause like so I did four years in, a, yeah, in the beginning of our relationship, it was like when I was three. still young and like still playing ball and like still like not really knowing if I want to be with her instead of messing with a bunch of other girls. So I'm like, well, at this point, I got to just tell her everything. So I told her the next day um, everything that I did. And then it was funny because I don't even think you noticed, but your mom had texted me. Your mom was texting me. She was like, I don't know how much you have to tell Charlotte, but. Um, whatever is left, you should just tell her so you guys can move on. I'm like, all right. Like, I, I, I was like, I told her at this point, Julie, I told her everything. So, um, yeah. because yeah. that was the other pieces. My family was involved because at the mm-hmm. time I was living at my family's house mm-hmm. and they were like, they were really close to you. I mean, they're still close to you, but they were really close to you. And mm-hmm. so they were talking to you and then they were talking to me and it was just like a whole, it was up hot mess yeah, it was, it was a mess, that mess of a situation then it was like it was funny because i like texted all her family and said sorry everybody's like calling me it's okay like you guys can get through to her and her little brother like that's like my brother he was like crying it's like it's okay so he, no he was in class he walked out of class and mind you he's like in like middle school <laughs> elementary school he walked out of class to text me he told me this after he's like because he doesn't want me he wanted us to figure it out I but anyways that's enough of the back let's let's talk about the <laughs> healing process now right we gave all we split all the beans let's talk about the healing process now <sighs> um 
So I think when it comes to like moving on from this, it was a very interesting journey. After actually after Charlotte found out what I did, she she booked a trip to Florida prior to knowing no, she did. Yeah, I had booked the trip. Charlotte, before. can I have a can I have a little time? You went ahead. Let me just go ahead and talk, baby girl. You ain't got to cut me off every single time. Anyways, so we booked the trip before. She found out what I did, and she decided to go through with the trip. So she came to Florida. That's we can talk about a whole podcast and just that trip. We can talk about that another time. But she came to Florida. We had really bad fights and we also had really good times. But it was crazy because Charlotte would be like really good and out of nowhere. She'll just go crazy on me. And I couldn't do nothing. I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't say nothing. And sometimes I did snap. I'm like, I can't take her just yelling at me. And then when he snapped, I was like, oh I'm for real, for real done. Like Yeah. So yeah. that was our first that was our first initiation, I guess, of us trying to get to heal. Yeah. So at first, healing. like we were like, okay, even if we're both going to be done, like, we'll just focus on ourselves and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so we spent time kind of just, like, reflecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up going to Florida. And we are like, okay, well, we'll see if we can make this work. Um, so we started, like, taking, like, trying to, like, we took, like, intimacy off the table for a while. And, like, just focus on, like, communicating through it. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I think that's like the biggest thing. Like when people ask me, you know, should I take him back? I don't know your whole situation. Yeah. So I can't say like, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't. Like you obviously know your relationship a lot better than me. Um, and I think like if it's a really toxic relationship, then you should take a break and see if that person is willing to acknowledge like Obviously, there are two parties, so it takes two to tango, but a lot of times, like, you should see if that person's willing to make changes to what they're doing. And if they're not, then that's not going to change, and that's not a healthy, you know, relationship and for you to be in. Mm. Um, for us, in our situation, Cedric said that he was committed to changing. And at the time, obviously, I didn't know what that would look like and if he would actually keep his word. Um, so that was something that I was wrestling with. Like, is this a chance, you know, a risk that I'm willing to take? Like he's really hurt me more than I've ever been hurt by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Now, do I want to give him the opportunity to see if he's going to follow through with what he's saying he's going to do? Mm -hmm. So when you ask me like, Hey, you've been through this, what should I do? I don't know what you should do because I don't know you and I don't know your partner. In our situation, Cedric was saying at the time that he was committed to making a choice of like turning away from like infidelity and working toward like a commitment to me that I thought we had from the beginning, but obviously we didn't. So it was up to me to say like, okay, do I want to believe him and give him a chance to do this or am i like not willing to take that risk mm -hmm. i think for me from like the guy's perspective or the cheater's perspective i guess is like when like it's unfortunate that it really took charlotte really being hurt for me to realize like i really messed up and it also sucks because it made, also made me realize how much i really wanted to be with her um, and it's unfortunate like that i did what i did and like i think from like i said a guy's perspective is like when she asked me um, are you willing to be committed to change? I think that was the first time I actually really sat and thought like, damn, like, am I really willing to do this? Like, am I really willing to like help 
I don't really know if I was helping her heal, but like, um, my help just move on, I guess. And I made a conscious decision. Okay, look, like I'm not doing this because I hurt her and I want to like help her heal and move on with her life. I'm doing this because I want to be with her. She deserves better. And I want to be able to, I guess, well, I guess I do I mean help heal the, 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 what I put her through. And I also think that like, if you are the person who cheated and the person's giving you an opportunity, you should really, really think about taking the opportunity. Don't take it lightly. I have yeah. friends who have given, who have been given plenty of opportunities who just keep messing up, who just keep cheating and they can't help themselves and whatever. And I feel so bad for the person they're receiving in who's being cheated on because I don't know what it feels like to give the opportunity. Only Charlotte knows that, but I do know what it feels like to go through the struggles of like, like biting your tongue or not doing anything when they're like, when the person who been, who has been cheated on is just like angry or sad or whatever. I remember vividly like being in Florida when Charlotte was, when she went back and I remember she took a picture with her brother um, and put it on Instagram and I can like physically see the pain in Charlotte's face. And I just felt so, so bad. I was like, I, I gotta, I don't want to say I want to help. I want to help this girl. It's like, I need to fix this. Yeah. I guess that was my need to fix this and like help get our relationship back to like uh, what she thought it was. So I think said brings up a good point. Like if you are the one, like the cheater on that end, like if you're being given another chance, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should just take it. Mm -hmm. Um, you should really consider like, mm -hmm. is this something that I'm going to do try my best at because everybody fails. Like I've failed not in the same way, but in different ways in our relationship. Like mm -hmm. we're all broken people. We're all going to fall short. But if you're not really committed to like that one person and doing your very best to move toward um, faithfulness, then you should consider that because while it will hurt the other person for you to say like, Hey, you know what? I can't be with you right now. Or I don't want to be with you right now because I don't feel like I can be faithful at this, at this point, And I don't want to continue to hurt you while that will hurt that person. It will be better for them in the long run yeah, than you sure. bringing them down that road and mm -hmm. continuing to be unfaithful. Um, that's just like reopening the wounds. Yeah. The other part that said brought up is like, just because you're given another chance and you decide to take that chance does not, not mean that easy. it's going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Like said, like he said, he needed to be really patient with me too, because I was really hurt. And a lot of the times I was like, just letting it all out on Cedric. Um, and I also had a lot of questions. Um, so that's one of the, that's one of the most difficult things to deal with is the question. It's like, cause it, cause I have a friend who's like, you know, his girlfriend is asking him what the question I say, bro, she has the right to ask these questions and you have to tell her the truth. Like it's not, the ball's not in your court. Sorry for cutting you off. Though. Yeah. So just be like the lines of communication have to be wide open and both people have to be really patient with the other person and with themselves too, because you're not only going through a healing proce process, like individually, but also as a couple. And so if you choose to continue to go on together, then for sure, not only do you both have to make a choice to like move together because 
like they have to make a choice to move toward faithfulness. You also have to make a choice to move toward trusting them again. And that's really, it's really tough. Um, but the communication also has to be open. You both have to be respectful and patient and have listening ears and open hearts um, to take the information that you're being given, whether it, you know it's someone like letting out all of their feelings on you or the information of like, this is what happened. Um, be open to taking it and like then finding a way to move through it um, back toward togetherness versus separation. And that it's not, it's not easy at all. No, it's not easy. And one piece of advice that I would give to the cheater <laughs> is like when you're getting like wailed on with like this anger and like frustration and like questions to me, what helped me was like, I just understood where it was coming from. I understood the root of the problem. I mean, this woman is hurt. Like, and it's my fault. Like it's nobody else's fault but mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, when she would be that way towards me, I was able to be patient only because I understood where it was coming from. It was my fault. I took ownership of doing it. I have to take ownership of like, this is how she feels. But at the same time, as we got like deeper and deeper into healing, I think Charlotte, and you can speak for yourself, I think she got to a point where she knew that there's only so much of that that I can take and it's unfair to me. And it's also kind of unfair to her because we're not, I don't want to say moving on, but we're not like taking different steps to learn how to heal. Yeah, at a certain point, the questions have to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be okay with the information that you've been given and trust that if you're having these conversations that your partner is being honest and then figure out steps of how to rebuild trust and rebuild intimacy and rebuild everything. I have a because question. Because when I found out about said infidelity, like our relationship that I had put like on a pedestal, it all came crumbling down. Mm. And then we had to use these pieces, you know, all of this hurt and like brokenness to figure out how to rebuild. Mm. And I said this in the last episode and I'll say it again. I wouldn't wish what we went through on anybody. I wouldn't want that to happen to us again, uh, for sure. Um, but I will say that going through that together definitely made us stronger and it made our relationship today even better than what I thought mm. our relationship was at the time. I have a question. So going back to like like the question stuff, do you feel like after going through what you're going through and you know how you are, you ask a million questions, you want details and details about everything. So going through that, knowing what you know now, I know how many questions that you ask because this is something that my homeboy is dealing with. Do you feel like there's a such thing as too many questions? Like, do you feel like there's a point where you should stop asking questions because it never, it's never going to come to an end? Or, like, how do you feel about it? Well, I think that there's a certain point that if you're still asking questions, then you're not moving forward. Mm -hmm. You're staying where you are. You're even moving backward. If you're constantly reflecting on what happened, then you're not focusing on what is happening and where you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, if you're constantly pulling back to where you guys were. So I think it's really important in the first like couple of weeks and months, like as you're figuring out, like, is this something that I want to continue doing? I think it's important to get like your questions answered. Mm. Like for me personally, 
I need more information, not just with Cedric, like not, how you are with not just with like this situation, but with everything. Mm. I need all of the information. Like that's how I process. Like mm. I can't just read one article. I have to read five articles before I'm like, th okay, this is how I feel about it or this is what I want to do or whatever. Yeah, Google is Charlotte's worst enemy. It's my worst enemy and it's my best friend. Like I thought I was your best friend. <laughs> like I, I, I need information to process and to feel like I can make a decision. Um, Cedric's the opposite. Like too much information for Cedric overwhelms him. And so- I say it overwhelms me. I just don't need a lot of information. I, I really stand on like what I think it, something is. And I feel like information is just somebody's opinion. Like, but that's another conversation because <laughs> I don't not want to get into that. That's it. That's that. So when we were in like that questions phase, I had a lot of questions and- the answers didn't always make me feel good. Mm -hmm. The answers definitely aren't what I wanted to hear, weren't what I wanted to hear. But for me, like if I was going to move forward, I needed some of those questions answered. And also cheaters. <laughs> I want to say guys because <laughs> girls cheat too. But when these questions are being asked to you, you literally have a green light. At this point, just be honest. Like just say everything because the worst thing could happen if y'all move on. And then it comes back up and then more information comes out. It's new. It's like you, I want to say you restart, but you like, you go back into that mess. That and I always in. told said this, like when, because during his senior season, like I said, we were in a really good place and this mm. had all happened like just six months before, but we were in a really good place. I thought during your senior season, and we were talking about like getting engaged and getting married and stuff like that. And so if you're thinking about a more like serious commitment, like an engagement or a marriage, or even if you're already married, um, I always told said, like, I don't want you to keep me here in a lie. I yeah. want to know the truth. And then we can decide if this is where we want to be. But if you're keeping someone there based off of lies, then you're not going to be able to like move forward together because eventually everything comes out like mm -hmm. one way or another. Like I found out months later, you know, um, and at least in, in our relationship, things always come out. The truth comes to the light. Yeah. So you can't keep someone in a relationship based off of lies. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do your relationship yourself or even them any favors. Like I said, like when they're asking questions, it's on you to be honest. Um, and while that honesty might hurt them temporarily, it will hurt even worse if they find out that you lied to them down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. How are you feeling? <laughs> I feel fine. How do you feel? I feel good. I mean, it's something I've like moved on from and like I take like the small like little processes of like healing as they come. Like we don't talk about it ever. We never talk about it, but I still there's there's definitely areas, especially like in our intimate life where that wound isn't healed yet and where that's something that like we don't really even talk about. We just kind of just go with the flow and I think we're looking for counseling and stuff like that to hopefully help us in that area, but uh, no, I feel good. It's just still rolling along here. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Like, Seth and I are talking to counselors to, like, figure out who we're going to work with moving forward. And while there are still, like, some scars and stuff, um, we've realized, like, I think we've kind of gotten to a place where we've healed 
with each other as much as we can yeah. with like the tools that we have and that we are going to need more help to get to an even like healthier place together. Um, so if you are, you know, married or if you're thinking about getting married and there's been infidelity in your relationship, I would definitely recommend like finding a counselor, a therapist to talk to and work through because no matter what, like there's what, six years down the road, there's still healing that needs to happen from that. And so don't be afraid to talk to other people mm. um, because you and your partner likely won't Learning be so able to do, do. Yeah, yeah, yourselves. What was hard? in the conversation uh, nothing was really hard <laughs> for me like like i said we've talked about this um a lot mm -hmm. over the last six years and i'm in a very different space than i was uh six years ago when i found out for sure um so i'm feeling feeling good mm -hmm. what about you what was hard no it wasn't really hard for me like like we talked about this forever like the only thing that's hard is like thinking about like like the pain that you're in. Like, I just keep thinking about that picture with you and Keegan that still bothers me to this day. Um, how can I pray for you? I guess just that we would find a, the right counselor, the right fit for us, and that we would continue to have uh, open lines of communication and listening ears and open hearts um, to continue to move toward togetherness together. How can I pray for you? I think it's the same thing, just putting the right counselor in our lives and helping us heal through some of the wounds that are still there. So good conversation. I'm committed to you. I'm committed to you too. Thank you for listening. Uh, this was really fun. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything that you want to ask us, uh, we'll try our best to get back to you. We get a lot of questions, but we love our fan bam, so we try to get back to everybody. You can follow me on all my social medias. Mine is at Said By Me across all the platforms. And uh, Charlotte's Instagram is, maybe you should say it for them instead of me saying it. <laughs> my Instagram is ca.pt.